Welcome, guys. In today's podcast, I am going to discuss the first round rookie quarterbacks because I just went back and watched all their games from this past uh, week two of the preseason. And I want to be able to go a little bit deeper in depth, maybe in another podcast, or maybe I'll just post about it on social media. I will discuss like Jacob Eason, Kellen Mond, all those kinds of guys, Kyle Trask. So anyways, let's get into it. Let's start things off with uh, our Lord and Savior, Trevor Lawrence, right? I mean, that's the, <laughs> that's the the impression I get from a lot of uh, draft Twitter and just like fans in general. And it was, it, and this is even, I have great respect for someone like Gil Brandt, right? He doesn't normally buy into certain things like that, but Gil Brandt himself, and this, I'm just trying to explain the perception that surrounds Trevor Lawrence and why we all think that he's the greatest thing that's ever touched this earth at quarterback is uh, Gil Brandt after Trevor's rook, uh, sorry freshman season where he had obviously a great year, won the championship, beat Alabama, all that stuff, diced up Alabama. Gil Brandt said, I believe on Twitter, I remember he tweeted like, you know, basically Trevor Lawrence doesn't even need to play anymore. He's ready to go to the NFL. Now, is that false? No, I mean, not, not from the standpoint that like his physical skill set could have been molded into a very good, maybe even a great NFL player, even at that time. But to say that at that point in time, as if he doesn't even need to develop meaning and to me, that means he is a completely polished product. Not true. He still isn't a completely polished product. He just isn't not as a passer. He's, he looks good. He's honestly, a little bit of head of schedule in terms of what I expected from him right away, right out of the gates. Maybe that's just because it's preseason. Maybe that's because he's improved. Who knows? But I like Trevor. I think he's going to be a very good, maybe a great NFL quarterback. I just, you know, you guys have known I'm, I haven't been super high on him. I believe he was my QB three after after Lance one, Wilson two, Lawrence three, and and that's kind of. I don't think that I'm wrong after two preseason games. Right? I'm not ready to say, oh. I was wrong on that one. Like, I'm, you know, obviously the verdict's still out in all these guys just because it's only the preseason. And even, guys, even after year one, I'm going to most likely say, I'm going to most certainly say it's only been one year. Like, I'm not going to get into this like every week we have a new conclusion to, to talk about as if it's factual. You know, I'm just not going to do that. So anyways, Trevor Lawrence, I thought he made some really good decisions. I thought he got the ball out quicker uh, in week two than he did in week one because there were times in week one where it was like, dude, get the ball out. I can tell that in all likelihood his coaching staff probably said, hey, this isn't Clemson. There's going to be at times and oftentimes where pass rushes win and you've got to get the ball out because if you don't, 50% of the sacks at a minimum are going to be completely on your shoulders. And it's not just sacks you have to worry about. It's, it's – uh, pressure affecting throws and things like that that maybe turn into interceptions or or incompletions in critical situations so uh, in this game i thought he got the ball out much quicker and i know the saints pass rush was dominant and that's why it was very important for him to get the ball out quicker so i thought that was i thought that was impressive on him uh he showed what he can do with his legs guys i told you that that what this guy can do at his size six six you know he's a little skinny but i think he'll bulk up as his career progresses what he can do with his legs, in my opinion, makes his floor 2020 Kyler Murray. I've said that a thousand times, I feel like, in this pre-draft process. But I, I believe that that's important to understand. And he showed that on a couple of flashes in uh, last night's game with his legs. So I thought that was that was good to see. And um, 
You know, I would also say as a rookie, Trevor, welcome to high level competition where the defensive line will overwhelm you at times. And I thought that he I thought he handled that well. I, I really did. And I think that overall that could be and most likely will be his biggest adjustment overall. Because as I mentioned earlier, Clemson pockets are much different than what he's going to experience as a Jacksonville Jaguar. And it's not just because it's Jacksonville, despite I know lots of people are already saying Trevor wishes he stayed in school because Jacksonville sucks. No, man, you're going to be the number one overall pick in the draft on almost any draft. You're going to have to go to a not that great situation. And by the way, Jacksonville's offensive line in comparison to some is pretty damn good in terms of in comparison to some rookies. It's pretty good, actually. So I think um, I think that's good. I think he missed – Trevor did miss a couple of throws. I, I don't think that um, – I'm not concerned about anything. I think he he made some nice throws as well. But he did, he did have some where he missed. And overall, my overall assessment of him was he played well. I'm not – like, I know some people are going to look at the stat sheet and, just and, you know, they're going to look at the point total that he mustered up and be, you know, negative about that. I think he played well. I think he showed some improvement. I can tell the things he's working on, at least to, to my eye. I think he wanted to get the ball out quicker. He did that. I think that um, he wanted to just work through some progressions, and I think he did that. He looked – I was really, really impressed with how poised he was. Everything was just, you know, it was like he'd seen it before. So from that standpoint, I'm very impressed with Trevor Lawrence's performance, and uh, I'm looking forward to see what he looks like in the regular, se- in the regular season. I think that right now there is, you know, has been rumors of like, oh, Gardner Minshew and him are – you know, in the in a quarterback competition, I think Trevor's clearly showing that it's his job. I, I believe that he's outplaying Minshew so far, so that's positive. Uh, Mac Jones, let's talk about Mac Jones. So Mac played really well. He was extremely, uh, his release was extremely quick. His decision making was quick. Every it's almost like every single snap, this guy knows exactly what he wants to do with the football, even when he comes off of his first read. It's like, oh, got to go, you know, come off one, go to two. It's he's been good at that. His release has been very quick, and I think he throws a football that the receivers can easily run with and get you some yak. So I think that's important and just uh, basically another way to say accuracy. But it's not just accuracy, right? When you when you get the ball out on time or even you know as as on time as you can be, basically ahead of schedule. I think that's where Yak comes in. That's where Tom Brady's greatness has never been truly appreciated, in my opinion, by the masses, is that it's not just that, he, that the guy was open and, and that Tom threw it to him. It's that he threw it at the absolute perfect time to the absolute perfect spot, right, which allows the, the receiver to, instead of maybe only getting two or three yards, to get six or seven yards after the catch. That is a gigantic difference in a game of inches. You know, so I think Mac Jones did a really good job of that. I think his situational football play, if you look at the – there were 31 seconds left in the first half. He throws a beautiful deep ball to Nikhil Harry. Harry couldn't hang on. So if you just look at stat sheet, you say, well, that's an incomplete pass. That was a positive play by Mac Jones, to say the least. It was a phenom- maybe his best throw of the game. Uh, and Harry just unfortunately couldn't come up with it, but it was a great throw in a situation – that required that and in what would have been a big situation because, again, there were only 31 seconds left. He made a perfect throw down the, down the sideline to Nikhil Harry, which would have been a big situational football play in terms of winning the game or scoring points before the half. So, um, that's anyway, that's a positive for Mac. Second play of the third quarter, he worked through a full field progression and then threw a dart 
on a deep end to uh, Gunnar Oshinsky, or I can't remember how you say his name, but you, you get it. It was an awesome play. Maybe his second best throw of the game after that deep ball to Nikhil Harry. And overall, just in terms of like an overall play where he processed, reacted appropriately, and then made a good throw, I thought that might have been his best play. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's, he's willing to take the check down, right? He is, he is not a guy that is out there like, okay, I'm a rookie trying to win the job. Let me, let me force something. No, it's not happening. He's taking the check down when he needs to take the check down. He immediately gets the ball out of his hands deep down the football field when that's the right move, a la the Nikhil Harry play. And he did two, uh, he did two of those last week as well, where he threw deep balls down. Like he's very decisive. He is very, he, he looks like a veteran out there. He is, and, and I'm not saying Mac Jones was, you know, is, is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Just so you know, I think that, by the way, guys, I'm always going to give you my real opinion. I'm not going to try and support my pre-draft narratives. So far, Mac Jones has looked phenomenal. I told you guys there was no chance before the preseason started. I said there was no chance Mac Jones takes Cam Newton's job. I'll tell you now, as I did last week, that's not true. He might take Cam Newton's job, and he might do it early. He might do it in week one because he's played really well. It looks like, to me, <clears throat> there's a way, there's a path for the Patriots to be a playoff team with Mac Jones starting week one on. There's also a path of them to become a playoff team with Cam Newton starting week one on. It just depends on what they want to do and in, in the style that they want to play. But right now, Mac Jones is able to give them the – ability to play the Tom Brady offense because not he's not Tom Brady relax but what he is right now is a very um he's a very good game manager right now but he's also a guy and I'm and I don't mean that as a slight he's also a guy that gives you an opportunity to make big plays down the football field because he can make the throws as he's shown on several occasions this preseason even though I don't think any of them have been completed, but he's made the throws down the football field and he's making good decisions and um, he's he's just not forcing anything. So I'd like to see him play against the ones. Hopefully they, we see that in the, the final preseason games. I think they play the Giants, which would be a good a good test for him against those guys once. So um, but yeah, I thought he showed excellent feel in the pocket. There was a play where he threw it to I believe it was Oshinsky again. He pressure was coming. He was able to sidestep it. He was able to navigate his way through the pocket, get out of harm's way, and then immediately he kept his eyes down the field and then immediately made a nice throw in the short to intermediate area of the football field to Arshensky. And um, it was a it, it ended up going for a first down, so it was a nice play. Um, yeah, man, so Mac Jones, to me, again, looked very good. If you look at his stat sheet, you say, oh, he's 13 of 19. In reality, he was 13 of 17 because – I'm sorry, he was he was probably 14 of 17 if Nikhil Harry comes down with that catch on the deep ball and if they didn't spike it with 12 seconds to go, which I think led to a punt. That was kind of weird. But other than that, man, I think Mac Jones – you know, I think he played really well. I would still say Cam Newton played better, but I'm really splitting hairs at that point. You know what I mean? I just think that when you, when you factor in what Cam did, 8 of 9 for 100-plus yards of a touchdown against the ones – I think that's you know a little bit more impressive than than Mac Jones playing well against the the backups. But I don't give a damn if it's backups. If you're doing this in the NFL, that means you are undeniably a NFL quality starting player, in my opinion. And um, based on all the evidence we've seen at hand right now, it, it would be fair to assume that Mac Jones is going to be a good starter as a rookie.
So we'll see. I think that if I if I had to make that decision in terms of who I'd start right now, I'd, I'd still start Cam because I think that there are going to be times, right, where Mac Jones as a rookie is going to be – he's going to see some things he's never seen before. And it it might result in some big mistakes or just leaving plays out on the football field, you know. So, like, I um, I definitely have confidence in Mac Jones' floor as a player from throughout his career – from what I've seen in the preseason, but I, I still think Cam uh, probably in terms of upside has a higher one for 2021 alone. Justin Fields. Let's talk about Justin Fields. So the, the um, extremely popular Justin Fields, he showed again with his legs on a few instances, why <clears throat> his legs on, on certain occasions will save him from negative plays and can create plays where there may not be a big play there. His legs, he has the ability to, you know, get up the field and make some plays and, and some big plays with that athleticism and with what he can do as a runner. Um, <clears throat> he just missed what would have been a big play down the sideline to Riley Ridley. He slightly overthrew him, but I think that more importantly, it was a nice, nice read, good timing. You know, it just has to make a little bit of a better throw and it would have been likely a big play. I thought there was a third and three play where he worked through his progressions and he made a nice, accurate throw for what should have been a first down. It was dropped, I believe, by Rodney Adams. And on the very next play, which is a fourth and three, because that was an incompletion on third and three, uh, he made a really nice play with his legs, scrambled out the back door, and um, got a first down. So it was a nice, nice play to convert the fourth down there. I thought the, I thought you know he 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 showed his competitive nature in this game because he got smacked a few times, and he just it didn't really seem to phase him. So I like that a whole lot. Uh, he made a very nice throw on third and goal for what could have been a touchdown. The the tight end, I wouldn't say he dropped it, but just couldn't make the catch. It was a tough throw. He put it up on the shelf where the kids couldn't get it, as Charles Davis likes to say. And um, it was a very nice red zone throw. Because in the red zone, that guys, that's a, t- that's a tight area. It's not easy to make those types of throws there. And he put it exactly where he had to to give his guy a chance to get it. And unfortunately, it was incomplete, but he, you know, he still made a nice throw. On the very next play, which was a fourth and goal, he missed the throw pretty high, which, you know, it's not a big deal. He had to he had to throw the football, right, because it was fourth and goal. But uh, on that one, I don't know if you can give him a positive. So I just wanted to mention that. And um, let's see here. <clears throat> he made a decent throw for a big gain on a on what was one of the kind of whole shot plays where you got to jam it in there before, after the corner in this case, and before the safety. Um the receiver caught it. it was a big game, but he he probably could have not let him quite as much in terms of like it. You know, who knows if you're playing against starters, that might be a pick or a big hit that leads to a drop. You know, that, that's just the difference of an NFL starter versus an NFL backup. Like that backup might be a step late or a half a step late, which leads to a completion and, and a hit. But the receiver is able to hang on to it. You got to be, uh, I think, instead of putting it on the front shoulder, put it on the back shoulder, just a little you know, just I'm I'm kind of splitting hairs here. He made a good play. I'm just saying I think that's what everybody's going to be looking for in terms of the coaching staff as well. And he's willing to take a check down. He is very poised, man. Justin Fields is not rattled whatsoever. He's very all these guys for the most part. The first rounders have been extremely poised. Like I haven't seen there may be a play or two here and there from some of these guys where they look a little bit overwhelmed, but it's been in large part all of these guys look very poised. Very poised, very calm. They're not. They're not really freaking out. They're not really deer in headlights like Sam Darnold was in year three, or year two. Sorry, 
But, um, you know, I thought he was willing to take the check down so that he, he didn't really force any throws. There's not really the throw where you look at and say, oh, man, that was just a rookie mistake. He was trying to get it in there because he knows he has the arm. He didn't really do that. So I thought that was impressive. And I thought overall Fields' accuracy was, was really good. I thought he, you know, uh, he missed a couple throws or whatever. But I thought overall his accuracy was there and it was impressive. Zach Wilson, let's get into him. So Zach showed the willingness to work through his progressions and, and get to his check down. Again, I keep repeating this because all these guys are very poised and, and calm. Zach Wilson was just that. Uh, you know, there was, I think, one or two plays where it looked like he was kind of like a little panicky, but it didn't result in anything bad. If anything, I think he completed both those balls. So, um, so from that standpoint, that's another very impressive thing because even though all these guys are doing it, doesn't mean we should make it any less valuable. Being poised as a rookie – in your first action as an NFL player is a, a very, very important and good thing, good step in the process. Um, he made a very nice throw in terms of he, it was perfect timing to that uh, Corey Davis third and 12 play. So another third down throw that was nice and excuse me. And um, it was accurate. It was on time. And he hit Corey Davis as soon as the ball needed to be there. It was there first down. And that was against the Packers starters for the most part it was earlier in the game the uh first touchdown throw that zach threw he his throw wasn't perfect right it was a little little bit you know kind of sloppy in terms of accuracy but the most impressive part of that was he came off of his first read and it was a full field read he's looking to his right comes all the way back to his left and makes the throw that's why the throw wasn't totally accurate but that's okay because the important thing there is we saw him start off on one side of the field, come back to the other, make a good throw and good with good timing that resulted in a touchdown, even though it wasn't maybe the most accurate throw he's ever made. If you're making <clears throat> that good of decisions on time, you can get away with making, you know, not the most accurate throw on that particular play. <clears throat> so I thought that was impressive for Zach there. And I thought Tyler Croft played well, by the way. And yeah, man, so Zach Wilson just overall – Quick release, looks comfortable in play action, looks comfortable on the move, looks like he can throw well on the run at this level, and um, was accurate, made uh, made good decisions. I just thought he played well. I just thought he played really well. I thought that if you want to kind of get a little bit nitpicky with him, I thought there were times early on. Look, he didn't really do anything until the second quarter, right, in terms of scoring, throwing those touchdown passes. So, you know, who knows? Maybe that was – him getting comfortable as the game progressed, or maybe that was the fact that, hey, the Packers took some starters out. Now it's a little bit easier for me, but I thought in large part, Zach Wilson looked awesome. I thought Jets fans should be extremely excited about what they've got there, and I think he's an upgrade over Sam Darnold. I really do. I think he's already showing to be an upgrade over what Sam Darnold would have been for them this year and definitely over what Sam Darnold was for them. So I think that it's hilarious how we're seeing, like, you know, Zach Wilson's the best quarterback in the draft takes from guys that probably didn't have Zach Wilson as the best quarterback in the draft before the draft. But now it's like, oh, look at his stat line. He's the best quarterback. It's just, guys, calm down, okay? Can we relax a little bit? But, no, I thought he looked great. I thought he played very, very well. And, again, I'm, if you're a Jets fan, you should be very excited at what you're looking at with Zach Wilson. All right, final guy, my guy, Trey Lance. Um, look, Trey Lance, man. When you just look at what he can do, right, on the high end, I hear I hear some people saying, like, yeah, he's just not consistent. Dude, the guy played one game in the last two years as a quarterback, and it was at North Dakota State. 
These are the very first snaps of him playing NFL football. Yeah, there's going to be some, you know, a couple lapses in consistency just while he gets rolling again. You know, and I'm not making any excuses for him. I think he looks great. I think he's playing fantastic football. Does he miss a throw here and there? Yes. But here's the thing, and this is what I'm most excited about with Trey Lance. I'm already seeing him work through full field reads and progressions. I'm already seeing that, and I'm also seeing him work through those full field reads, like on the run play that he had in this game. He worked through an entire full field progression, and then he tucked the ball down, made a guy miss in the backfield, ran, made another guy miss at the a uh, couple yards short of the first down, and then got the first down. So he showed the competitive nature that I love to see in him. Every time in college, that I, on tapes that I watched at least, every time he ran the ball, he knew where the sticks were, and he knew when he had to make a guy miss to get there, and he did it much more often than not. So I thought that was good. I thought that he made quicker decisions, similar to Trevor Lawrence in, from week one to week two. I thought that Trey was able to process and react to what was going on and make a quick decision more often than what he did in week one. And I thought that his accuracy was overall better, even though in week one, uh, Lance had like, I think, three or four drops. Um, I think that in week two, I think he might have even had a couple drops in this one, but his his accuracy was more improved in the short areas of the field because deep down the field, his accuracy was great right out of the gates. And it was also great in this game on that deep, uh, I think it was like kind of a wheel route to Sherfield. <clears throat> By the way, Sherfield looks like a legit third option there in San Francisco, which is what they didn't have because they let Kendrick Bourne out the door. So Sherfield to me looks like a guy that's that's uh, going to be a factor for them. I, I don't know if he'll be a, a fantasy factor, but him and Trey Lance at this point in time seem to have good chemistry. And what I'm seeing from Trey Lance is him holding on multiple throws, not just that one, multiple times I've seen in the first two games where he's holding the safety with his eyes one way and coming back the other way and making a throw. So that means his mental processing is much more advanced than what most people think. He's holding the safety and knowing that he's knowing damn well, he's going to come back to the opposite side of the field and throw wherever he's going to throw it to where he knows the safety can't be there. Now that's impressive from a guy that hasn't played football in almost two calendar years. And again, the last time he played it, it was at North Dakota state. Right. And this is this goes back again to me saying he's pro ready. I meant he's pro ready because what I saw from him the previous year in 2019 was a guy that I thought was kind of pro ready then. So I was only hoping that he had kind of continued to make strides from the mental side of the game. And then what you hear from the San Francisco evaluation or the front office or whatever, saying that he was the most intelligent quarterback in the class. All that aligns with a guy that has an absolute bazooka for an arm and, oh, by the way, is a borderline elite athlete, at least by the quarterback position's uh, standards. He's definitely an elite athlete in that regard. So Trey Lance, to me, is looks, he looks more – he looks much closer to being a polished, pro-ready guy, even though he's obviously not completely perfect, right? He's not the – quote unquote, Trevor Lawrence uh, of this draft class in that regard. Joking. But, um, you know, I think that he, in, in in large part, there's a whole lot to be excited about if you're a, a fan of the 49ers in terms of what you got at the quarterback position there in Trey Lance. And I think that even though he has some things to work on, right, and he's and he's not quite a fully ready-to-roll prospect as, as none of these guys are because they're rookies, I think that right now, 
I can make a pretty damn good argument that he looks more ready to, to help you win games than Jimmy Garoppolo does. And the reason I say that is because with Kyle Shanahan scheming things up and with this kid's natural arm talent and instincts for the position, his ability to just naturally know how to hold the safety over here, his ability to just naturally make those big plays, his ability to naturally know where the sticks are when he's running on third and six, you know, to get eight yards. That kind of stuff to me, I believe that all the, for those reasons, I think that he can come in right away and provide an upgrade over what you're going to get from Jimmy. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo is a really good quarterback. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with Jimmy. It's just that Trey Lance is, is special. He has an opportunity to really be special. Will there be learning curves? Absolutely. Guess what? There will be learning curves with Mac Jones. And he's the one that right now looks the most pro-ready. You know, there will be learning curves with all these guys because they're rookie quarterbacks, guys. We won't know who the best one of the bunch is for three years. Honestly, things change. Guys come out, have great rookie seasons, and then, you know, sophomore slumps, and we never know how they're going to handle the sophomore slump. Maybe they'll never be the same again, blah, blah, blah. You know, those, that's the type of stuff that happens in the NFL, especially when you're evaluating quarterbacks, right, as, as rookies and so on and so forth. But right now, I think all of these guys look really good. I'm impressed with Trevor Lawrence's poise more than anything else, and he's definitely a guy that obviously, as I've always mentioned throughout the process, has a ch- um, needs to improve as a passer. But he's, he's shown me enough as a passer combined with what I know he can do on the ground to know that he's going to be a solid rookie. He's going to be a really good rookie, and I feel comfortable with my assessment of him that he's a that his floor is 2020 Kyler Murray long term, right? That's what you're going to get from Trevor at a minimum, maybe not as a rookie, but I think probably even as a rookie to be honest. But uh, just in terms of his overall career trajectory, I think that's what you can expect at least. And then Zach Wilson is making improvements. I can tell Zach Wilson has been working just as hard this offseason as he was last because from his jump from 2019 to 2020 was a jump that you don't normally see. It was a complete transformation in terms of his understanding of playing quarterback and all that stuff. So I think that was impressive. And I think Zach is right there where you want him to be right now. I think Justin Fields, albeit, you know, he might have a little bit more to work on than, than what kind of naturally meets the public perception's eye. But I think he's, he, he's a guy that can come in and start for you in week one as well and, and probably provide – an upgrade over what Andy Dalton can do. I'd like to see these guys, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. I'd like to see Trey Lance. I'd like to see them get opportunities to play against the opposing ones and with their team's ones. I would definitely like to see that. Um, hopefully we do. Hopefully we get to see that before preseason ends. But anyways, I thought all these guys look good for the most part. And um, don't ask me to rank them yet because I'm not going to do that because it's been two preseason games. Okay. Anyways, um, appreciate you guys for listening. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.